Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. What brings you to this cave? I'm going to take off my wig and say, you wouldn't happen to know anything about the Rathgon Hills gnomes, would you? I didn't expect to see a survivor. You will pay for this cultist. I charge at the cultist in a fit of rage. He gestures towards the cages. The latch pops up and the door swings open. Two death dogs (laughs) rush forward. As for the cultist, you see him disappear off into the darkness down the tunnel. Shabba, I need you to do a favor for me. What? Anything? Go after the cultist, please. <laughs> okay, bye. And I take off running yeah. down the tunnel. On the floor, there seems to be some sort of magic circle inscribed with chuck, and there's a little bit of soot in the middle of this circle. It's as we feared. It definitely used it to teleport away. I let them get away again. I feel like such a failure. I'm going to enter the lab, and I'm going to rub my hands together. We've got a cauldron to crack. I start rubbing your shoulders, but still don't say anything. All right, so I'm going to put on some snappy gloves, and uh, I'm going to start mixing things, and I want to figure out what I can about the the ooze that was coming out of the cauldron. I want to analyze it, do some sort of alchemical checks on it. Can we either say that I still am holding concentration on detect magic, or can I cast it again to scan this room? Sure. So yeah, I'll scan the cauldron and the beakers and flasks and all that. I don't think alchemical supplies technically radiate magic. Mm, okay. Uh, but you do see that the crystal, as well as the ooze coming out of the cauldron, are both magical. Can I sense what school? Yeah, so necromancy. Well, boys, it's as we feared. Necromancy magic. Yep. I look over at Tokus again and just like, yeah, whatever you guys are talking about. <laughs> Can we, like, make sure that the cauldron is not dripping anything else out? Can we, like, dispose of the cauldron safely and get it out of here? Maybe put it in that back room away from the... Well, I imagine if we just remove the crystal, the alchemical reaction is going to stop. It's some sort of... It's attached by some sort of, like, hook or claw apparatus on top, right? I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, he said, like, held in with, like, some sort of scaffolding. Yeah, if we just take the crystal away, it should stop bubbling up. Oh yeah, what's the source of the the stream? This part is draining into the main river. Oh, okay. So it's like a little tributary? Yeah, so the water is coming from just being collected from drippings down the side of the cave and stuff. So just general cave water. Um, yeah, we need to get this stuff, like, somewhere where it's not going to keep doing harm. I'll bet you they've got outposts like this set up all over the kingdoms. I hadn't considered that. That's a good point, Shaba. Well, we already learned that water a water source is one of the ways that they like to distribute the, the poison, the affliction. So this isn't new news, but it's great that we have uh, a sample like this. Like, this is this is live. Like, this is happening right now. Like, I get all excited. I forget about the fact that it's, like, evil and <laughs> necromantic. I'm like, guys, this is science. This is, this is brilliant. Like, look at the apparatus. Like, look how ama- Like, this is so clever. These guys are really smart. Yeah, does the stuff in the cauldron remind us of the sludge we found in the well in Letwick? It looks sort of similar, but this is, like, a super concentrated... It looks a lot like tar in here, basically. Tar bubbling over and pouring out the side, and yeah, pretty nasty. Could I safely take a sample of this live bubbling up sample-ish stuff? 
let's stop it first. So we'll so the drip has stopped because I disrupted the thing. So we'll remove the crystal, and then we'll somehow write the cauldron so that it's not flowing out anymore, if we can. Okay. Yeah, you can shift it a little bit on the fire. Good thinking, Chava. Yeah, we probably should stop it pouring into the water. <laughs> yeah. That's important. The sooner the better. But first, let me get a sample. I want to get a sample of it as most live. As it's dripping out of the cauldron? Yeah. I got some gloves on. I'll be fine. You can grab it with the equipment around here. Okay, so maybe like use some like forceps or tongs to do it. Yeah. And then I'm going to cork that bad boy, and I'm going to put it... I'm going to ask Shava for the box, our enchanted mm-hmm. box, our consecrated yep. box. I want to put it inside that box, because this stuff's dangerous. Uh, is Okay, so it's corked, it's sealed... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't just hand you, like, a okay. sloshing, like, Hey, Shava, <laughs> catch this! Don't get it on you! Oh, 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 we got it oh. Careful, careful. You made a mess, Shava! I close the box, and you just hear the glass cracking, and then it just starts <laughs> oozing out. No, 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 no. Oh, God. So we put it in there safely. Yep. Right? Okay. Right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, wrap okay. it in some cloth. That's a good idea. Yeah, so it doesn't, like, trickle around, jingle, yeah. clink around. I like it. So we wrap it in something. Okay. Cool. So what other kinds of tests? Like, tell me more about the equipment that's here. You said, like, beakers and flasks. And is there, like, a... Oh, what is that thing called? An Alembic? Yes! How did you know? <laughs> uh, mostly from playing Skyrim, actually. Do we have one of those? Is there a cult-like Alembic? And we could process this sludge, do some tests on it. I'm not quite sure what that is. It's like the thing that when it bubbles over, it goes up into the little pipe and goes... Yeah, it goes and it goes through like some swirly tubes <laughs> and then into another... Yeah. Alembic Pharmaceuticals, LTD. <laughs> that is a good name for a company. This episode sponsored by Alembic Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not sure why they're sponsoring us, but... I mean, you were making it sound like they have the good stuff. Like, I kind of want to reverse engineer this plague and learn a little bit about it. So it's basically a distiller mm-hmm. yeah. a refiner. It's a bong for alchemists. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, you see some of those things, just like small fires under these devices that are you know, bubbling up and dripping into various other containers. Oh, wait, these were live? These were doing things? Oh, interesting. So I get to see, like, the plague at different, like, stages of its evolution? Kind of situation? Well, until Shaba smashed three of the containers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, earlier see- when you were doing that, I, I knew that I'd want to go back into this room and, like, <laughs> tinker with everything. And that's why I was like, no, Shaba! Earlier. I don't know if you heard me. Yeah, no, I heard you. I, I just wanted to stop. Yeah, but I was like, no, we need to, like, look at this stuff. <laughs> you don't understand. I get it. I get you. You're a giant. It's, it's fine. more important to, to <laughs> stop, stop ruining everything. It's more important to stop this stuff from leaking out into the river. We'll save the townsfolk later. We need to understand <laughs> the plague, okay? This is valuable intel. Maybe the cultist was right. This was for the greater good. Maybe we need to let more people die so that we can understand the plague, so that we can save more people. Maybe we should figure out how it worked and set it up again. <laughs> Haslo, you're not helping my argument here. I'm trying to scold Shaba because he smashed the evidence. Okay? No, that's I'm I'm arguing in favor with you. Uh, would do again, also. No, no, no. We're not going to infect anybody. I just want a good sample. I want to see what's going on here. I want to take some notes. Take this back to Ezric and the Alchemist Guild. See what they can make of this stuff. So, can I do that? Can I like take some notes on everything that I see? And yeah, give me another check with your Alchemist kit. 
What is that? Yeah, what's up with that? It's my light source, and I thought it was on silent. Yeah, you, you didn't. Did you guys notice how like dark it was getting in my? Yeah. Uh, there's no ceiling light. It only has like lamps, and I forgot to turn one of the lamps on before we started recording. So the sun went down, and so I've been using my phone oh, as a light gosh. source. You can get up and turn on a lamp, you know. No. <laughs> I don't. I can't see them. It's. I'm stuck. <laughs> It's just fine. All right, so what kind of a check am I doing? I'm so scared. <laughs> the alchemist kit. Okay. Well, um, I wish I'd been inspired. Weren't you? That is it. No, I already used it. Oh, uh, okay. I rolled... Uh, it's an 11. So I take, like, some decent notes. <laughs> You've already looked at this for a while, and you recognize all the equipment. So you're just trying to, I guess, identify all the different ingredients that go into it. Oh, absolutely. Are there any cases, like a chest or something, where they transported all this stuff in to set it up? Yeah, underneath one of the tables, you find a couple of boxes. And going through that, along with all of the other equipment, you can pick out a few ingredients that you're somewhat familiar with, but a lot of it is foreign. Looks like it's been imported from some far-off land, probably. Can we collect the ones that I don't recognize? Sure, you can just take samples out of the boxes and see what's in there. Okay, I will do so. I mean, they're kind of heavy, but you could probably just take the whole chest. Oh, we're just going to take the whole thing? Mm. I'm saying it would be possible to do so. You've got probably 30 or 40 pounds of various ingredients in these boxes that are not fully prepared. Well, you know, we could set up our own shop at Aslo's place, you know, <laughs> cook, and cook, up some, uh, cook up a nice batch of <laughs> something with these ingredients. Black sludge, yeah. Well, no, I have other plans for these. Yeah, the only kind of patrons that would come to uh, a place that looks like my house are not the kind of people we want uh, to associate with. (laughs) Unless the kinds of things we're brewing up are, you know, special stuff. Maybe that's how we'll make some money, you know, cook cook up some some of the good stuff, you know, if, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that apple juice. I mean, we, we've just discovered an alchemist's lab. This is for Tokus like Christmas morning. Yeah, That's I want true. to take as much of this with us as possible. This is everything in the world he's ever wanted. Yeah, the a lot of the equipment is too fragile for it to really be transported safely just with the three of you carrying it. Like, if you tried to do it, a lot of it would probably end up broken. I mark, I mark this place on my map. Because I plan to return. <laughs> the boxes of ingredients you think you could transport safely because they're already nicely packed for transport. But like the delicate glass and everything, you'd probably have to leave here or else just destroy it or something. Oh, absolutely. We're going to take all of it. This is much better. This is more, way more exciting than that sugar I took that one time. <laughs> or we could find a whole lot of sheep. What? what? <laughs> and then shear them and pack the glass in wool <laughs> so that it doesn't break. Shaba, we can come back for that other stuff. We need to get the fresh materials out of here. Yeah, we could also just, like, crumple up some newspaper, Shaba. Duh. Oh, yeah. Duh. I didn't think of that. Or even better, we're gonna learn how to teleport. We'll come back for Mm. it then. There we go. There you go. Much more practical. Perfect. How much of that circle did you destroy, and are you going to leave the rest of it or destroy it all? I rubbed out, like, enough to break the circle, so probably, like... I don't know, six inches of it. Point point of interest, so it's chalk. Yeah, it's chalk. Why don't we just take somebody's canteen and just douse it? Like, the chalk particles will... You know what happens when chalk gets rained on, right? Yeah, just just one of the containers from the table. 
We just, you know, no, 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 no. not that stuff. Well, is that what you want to do? <laughs> well, yeah, just just fill it because that's already there. We're not wasting our water. <laughs> okay, like rubbing chalk is only so effective, shop. Yeah, yeah. And then I take another ten minutes to explain like why the chalk particles. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> so if we use one of the alchemical ingredients, we're going to end up doing some weird magic spell that we can't understand. Yeah, we only have so much water, and we know that we can't get water from anywhere nearby here because. It's all infected. So yeah, exactly. So I take Aslo's canteen. Wait, 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 wait! No, <laughs> dump it over the. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying. As you're explaining that water is scarce, I just grab it out of your hand. <laughs> I take my canteen and then I grab Tokus's wig and uh, douse a little bit and, <laughs> and start to wipe. No, just kidding. Whoa! What, what are you doing, Shaw? <laughs> it's perfect. We'll have to use like a fraction of the water if we can use your wig as like a brush. You're using my wig as a sponge? Do you have any idea how? <laughs> Expensive. That halfling hair. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. What? What's that? Wig is from real halfling. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It's, it's just a normal wig. It's not like it came off of a dead halfling or anything. You're a halfling murderer, aren't you? Aslo, you know, it, 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 wigs have to come from somewhere. Okay. You make me sick. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I never meant the halfling that those hairs came from. The guy gave me a good price. I can't blame you for finding a good deal. So I'll find a piece of cloth in my bag and douse it, get it a little damp, and then just wipe up the chalk with it. Okay, so you basically, you want to mop up everything, though? Yep. We gather the supplies, and we leave the cave, feeling sickened, disgusted with ourselves, (laughs) and... And poisoned. What do you do with what's already in the cauldron and with the fire, purple fire underneath? Uh, there's purple fire underneath. Um, yeah, the purple fire's I'll find a stick and light it with purple fire and then carry, just carry it around and never let it go out. Because purple fire is freaking cool. Hello? Did we take the time to analyze the purple fire? So you light a stick on fire. You can tell it's not the wood that's burning purple. There's some other chemical in there. That's causing it to do that. So when you light a stick with it and pull it out, then it just turns to normal orange-red fire. Okay. Well, then, yeah, we'll put out the fire, and then we'll take the cauldron and bring it into the circle room, the runic circle room, and leave it there. Do you want to put it on top of where the circle was? Yeah. So if they teleport back, so they teleport they back the cauldron. they're going to get a warm welcome. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. All right, and you're leaving it just full sitting there? Totally. Yeah, just full right right in the dead center where that circle was. <laughs> well, if we were going to do that, we should have left the circle alone. I don't want to make it too easy for them to come back if that was part of the yeah. the deal. I just realized all of your ability checks should have been weighed with disadvantage because you're still poisoned. Oh, man. But that's that okay. That would be unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Well, I thought you said it was, oh, yeah, poison is ability and combat checks, isn't it? Yeah, but that's okay. Hmm, we got really, really lucky, listeners. I'm pretty sure I failed all of mine anyway. Yeah, so guys, you want to sleep in this cave before we leave? Uh, not really. This place kind of creeps me out. Oh, well, I think he's just referring to the fact that I have, like, no HP left. Right. Yeah, um... So sleeping with the dead dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's look around the surrounding area to see if we can find anything good. Okay, we can, we can snuggle them for warmth. I mean, in fairness, it might be easier to defend ourselves inside this cave. As they gradually go cold overnight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we just, like, cut one like open and, just, like, slide inside just, of it to stay warm. Yeah. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we, we get out of that cave. 
All right. Well, as you may recall, the area around here is blighted, just yeah. dying. Right. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of dead leaves on the ground to make a bed out of. <laughs> Shaba, we would have been better off in the cave. Well, we're right in front of the cave, Tokus. We can go back inside. <laughs> uh, let's go back inside. <laughs> Not that big a deal. Okay. And I need a rest. I feel weak. I need to hydrate. I need to make some more blood. Yep, we sleep in the cave, and then we wake up and we leave. Yeah, I say we go sort of just inside the cave entrance, maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 feet back, something like that, and uh, just enough that we're out of sight from, from the entrance itself, but not too close in to all the creepy, evil cultist stuff. Yeah. And then in the morning when we're rested, we... Regain our hit points. And we leave this place forever. Wait, not forever. You don't hear anything happening during the night, like there's no sounds from the cave or from outside? There's like no birds greeting us in the morning, no insects or anything? Yeah, nothing. No crickets <laughs> at night. It's so scary, guys. It's like a true wasteland. Yeah. We're unpoisoned now? No, you are still feeling oh, poisoned and Cripes. sick. Well, guys, where to next? Don't you want to see what happened with... Did we ever give him a nickname, the the corpse guy? The one that we sent back to his... I was trying to, like, call him something Larry, and I couldn't think of, like, a zombie, like, Lumbering Larry or something limping like that. Larry? Limping Larry? Limping Larry. Yeah, we never <laughs> checked in on Limping Larry, did we? I, I'm curious if he ate the woman in the house. Well, we'd have to go back to, to find that out. Are we going back? I mean, don't we want to know what happened? Yeah, do we have any other leads at the moment? You were, like, so passionate about him, like, having a future and her, like, leaving the town. And now you just want to go straight home, Shaba? No, I'm not saying I want to go straight home. I'm saying continue the way that we're going. If we go back, then, yeah, of course, we stop on the way. Like, <laughs> I don't want to just walk by the town. I think we should go back. If you were to continue following the larger portion of the river here, the water gets clearer and more like normal water. But the ground around here is still... All blighted. Yeah, I think we already discovered all that we can discover for now, Shaba. Yeah. We have to know if Iris got eaten by Larry. I believe his name was... Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Which is oh. why his name is Limping Larry. Wait, ger like Jeremy? <laughs> oh, man. I gotta think of a good zombie-ism for Jeremy. What, squirmy Jeremy. Squirmy Jeremy. That's good. That's pretty good. You're good at this, Shaba. So we'll go back to Edelburn and... uh See what happened. All right, I th believe it takes like a day and a half hike or so. Okay. Can I have both of you who are poisoned make constitution save? Mm. Yes. I hold you your do. hair back while you vomit. <laughs> I clicked a 19. Ooh, an 18 for me. All right, so after about a full day from when the dogs bit you, you're starting to finally feel better. Ah. <sighs> Thank goodness. Yeah, I'll accept that this area is still draining the life out of you, so you're not feeling all that much better. <laughs> but Except that you're slowly dying. Other than that, you feel great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and actually all three of you can notice, now that you've been in this land for a few days, it's really starting to take its toll on you. Your steps are heavy. You're just... Mm. You're slowing down all over. I find some Werther's Originals in Stripey's pocket. I'm like, what are you doing with these? Because <laughs> he's old. Get it? Yeah, Stripey is getting noticeably less active and not biting at you or complaining as much. He's just kind of sitting there. I don't know. Maybe we should leave Stripey in this area for a little bit longer then. 
<laughs> yeah, you can be an experiment. You can learn more about how the crystal affects animals. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I just, I'm just curious why we didn't hear any chirping or crickets or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why do you think that is, Mr. Science? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. We, that's why we have to leave Stripey so we can <laughs> discover. Have to do some tests. Got to run our hypothesis. Your senses of deduction are uh, not quite sharp. Well, maybe they just left. I mean, like, maybe they the, the animals sensed the malefic nature of the crystal, and they just, they just left. Yeah, the lucky ones probably got out of love. Speaking of the crystal, did you do anything with the one over the cauldron? Yeah, I thought we put it in the box. I don't think you specifically said that before. Uh, okay, yeah, we put it in the box. Oh, we put the, um, the, the new vial in the box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll grab the crystal, too. Yeah, we put the vial in the box. We didn't do anything necessarily with this cri- the crystal. We took the crystal off. I, I assumed that that was what you were putting in the box when you had me bring it out. Oh, really? I did not think that far ahead. So we have the crystal. So let's put both of those in there. Okay. Yeah, so you have one and a half crystals, as well as the jar of sample. Sample, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so another day passes or so, and you finally arrive back at Edelburn. The river here still looks pretty messed up. As the whole way back, because it's flowing very slowly still. It's going to take some time before it clears up, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, it's probably going to take a while. Let's go say hi to Iris. If she's still there, and I look at Shaba. Yeah, we keep keep a sharp eye out and make our way over to her house. As you're entering town, you hear a little bit of shuffling coming along one of the streets up ahead. And as you look around the corner, you recognize that woodsman zombie person. Limping Larry? Or Squirmy Jeremy? Yeah, Squirmy Squirmy Jeremy. Okay. (laughs) I like Squirmy Jeremy better. (laughs) Hey, Squirmy! (laughs) And he's got a piece of her head in his mouth? No. (laughs) It's like blonde hair, whatever her hair color was. (laughs) It still looks about the same as he did when you found him before, but he starts moving towards you. Hey, buddy, recognize us? All right, let's find somewhere uh, high up to be, like inside a building. (laughs) Uh, you might have to help us with that, Chaba. You're the tall one. Okay, uh, I find a door and go inside. Quickly break open one of the doors and enter. Yeah, and get the two two guys inside with me. Shut the door, move a piece of furniture against it, go upstairs, open the window and say, Hey, Squirmy Jeremy, how's it going? Are you still with us at all? Remember us? Remember that sword through your foot? Probably probably a painful memory, but that was us. Yeah, I still have that sword. <laughs> yeah, um, he's not really making much sign of recognition. Standing there in front of the doorway or in front of the window with his head falling back, looking up at you sideways and groaning. I call out to Iris across the street or wherever she is. Iris, hey, it's us. Remember us? We're here. Are you still here in town? You hear a voice in the distance. I'm here. Are you here to bring me out now? Yeah, we are. Do you know the zombie who's been wandering around town? I'm afraid I do. He showed up just yesterday. Who is he? Local tradesman. At one point, he was a suitor for one of my daughters. Ooh. Oh. Guess he's not very well suited for that. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. Yeah, we were hoping that he'd pull through, but it doesn't look like he has. Uh, you got any problem if we, uh, you know, give him the easy way out? 
<laughs> like I go over and pick up the heaviest object I can find in the room and kind of <laughs> angle it out the window. Show, show me you're jumping to conclusions here. I'm not going to drop it yet. I'm waiting for her. Okay. Uh, can we can we look at Jeremy and tell if he's fully zombified, or does he still have some human traits? He doesn't look as like fully <laughs> decayed and everything as most of the other zombies that you've seen. How about this? If you're still human, move out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to drop it and see? Uh, Yeah, after the count of three. One, two, three. Shaba, that's too cruel, especially for you. I would do something like that. Yeah, you would probably try to befriend him, Shaba. We already tried that. We came, we, we sent him back here so that he would be okay, and he's not. Well, hey, Shaba, the way I see it, aren't we going to go back and try to analyze this stuff and see if we can't figure out a cure? Mm hmm. Then we can come back and we can test on him. He's a valuable test subject to me. Emotionally, you're attached because you think he's a person, but to me, he's our test subject. Why don't we find a rope, tie him up in town, get out of here with Irene, go back to the city and analyze the goop. <laughs> it's Iris. Oh, so, Iris? What did I call her? Irene. Irene. So the problem with tying a zombie at the end of the rope is that he can like come towards you at the end of the rope and <laughs> eat you? If he's still got some of his humanity... I'm sure we'll get to tie him up. There's an easy way to test for that. <laughs> you want to sh- drop the bookcase on him or the dresser? What does Iris say? Does she say? Because to me, he was human, and I know if I were like that, I'd want someone to put me out of my misery. He's clearly not normal now, but he hasn't seemed aggressive. Not to me, at least. Have you, like, gone down and shaken hands with him, or... No, of course not. (laughs) Well, there's your answer there. That's the reason he's being so friendly. It's because he hasn't had a chance to bite your head off. (laughs) Call me crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, you are are insane. Okay, okay. okay. (laughs) You are nuts. You're nuts or butt so. (laughs) All right, so as a crazy alchemist scientist guy, think about it like this. None of us turned... And neither did the Strathus brothers plus, you know, well, okay, Dialing Dillard almost did, but that's not the point. The point is, what if this affects different people differently, and then Jeremy is special? Shouldn't we not drop something heavy on his head? Jeremy is special. His mother said so when he was little. So you think Jeremy is the Henrietta Lacks of this plague? I'm saying some people are maybe more immune to it, or maybe they just have a higher tenacity for not being affected by the corruption. By the way, there were like two listeners who got that reference, and they're like, (laughs) yeah, I totally get you. And they weren't us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there were several podcasters who didn't get that reference. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I actually didn't get the reference. Henrietta Lacks, played by Oprah Winfrey in the uh, critically acclaimed film The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. I actually never saw it. No idea. And by actually, I mean, of course I didn't see it. (laughs) What do you take me for? Well, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of a little thing called uh, the Gila cell line. Nope. Jonas Salk, uh, in 1954, used her Gila cells in his research to develop the polio vaccine. Oh. So we just need to develop the polio vaccine and we'll be fine. Exactly. 
Okay. They've saved her cells because of their unique properties in medical research. Hmm. They're like one of a kind. She actually lived in Virginia, believe it or not. So she was an anomaly that was affected by it differently? Exactly, exactly. Women? Yeah. Right, so that's... Hey, bringing it back to the show, that's Jeremy, maybe. Actually, I've got a crazy idea. Crazier than developing the polio vaccine? Actually, that's all we need. Don't we just need his blood? That's what they're going to analyze. Why don't we cut him up a little bit, get a sample, and then leave? You do realize I'm holding a heavy object directly over his head, right? Yeah. Shaba, can you put that down? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, wait, de-escalate the situation. <laughs> Not because like that. Jeremy, if he's still like part human, he's probably freaking out with that shadow put over his head. Put it down on the ground, he meant. So... You ju- you, we just want his blood, right? But you want to—you're saying you want to keep him alive. Yeah, he's a valuable test subject. Shaba, don't you think it's weird that he didn't turn like everybody else? No, oh, but guys, can I still just drop this bookshelf not on him? Because I think it would look really cool when it hits the ground and just explodes. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. We've worked up to this like climax, and now I just want to see something cool happen. How about just out of frustration, you still throw the bookcase, just not on top of Jeremy? <laughs> okay, I just toss it out the window. And <laughs> it just lands in the in Threw the middle the of the bookcase. street and just poof, just explodes. <laughs> All right, I got that out of my system. Oh, that did look really cool. Yeah, I told you. Does he like look up at us like with like a face, any sort of expression? He turns back and looks at the destroyed furniture behind him. And he goes and starts trying to eat it. He just looks at it for a few seconds and then kind of turns back up to you. Don't worry, Jeremy. We'll figure out something for you, friend. The Damage Guild Podcast. Only the finest in organic natural 20s. Hey there, listener. Did you have a bad day at work? Did your dog pee on the carpet again? Well... That stuff happens. But don't worry, I have just the solution. You could vent about those and many other unfortunate happenings on our Discord, or you could email us personally. To get plugged into our Discord community, head to our main webpage, that'd be www.thedamageguild.com, and click on the Discord icon in the top right corner of our webpage. It looks like a little controller with eyeballs uh, for those of you that don't Discord, or you just don't Discord yet and you're just curious. And you can also email us at our email address, guild at thedamageguild.com. Or click the rightmost icon in our links tab on our main page, and you can fill out a message directly on our website. It's that simple. Even my grandma could do it if she was interested in 5th edition D&D, of course, which she isn't, but you are. So go ahead, shout out to us, and uh, we'd love to hear some uh, feedback from you guys, whether it's good or bad. Uh, That doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's go back to the show. This is the Damage Guild Podcast. So I I think that's fine. I think that's a good idea to take uh, a blood sample. But isn't that what we already had from the one guy in the first town that we came across? Yeah, but but Jeremy is different. He's Henrietta Lacks. He's our... Yeah, there's something about him's genetic makeup or blood or maybe he was just like a really strong lumberjack i don't know something's different about this guy he's our patient zero but he's turned i mean at this point he's turned hasn't he i mean he doesn't really respond yeah to our voices other than wanting to eat us i think 
the transformation is complete. But he's not acting like the other zombies, Aslo. Didn't you hear what Iris said? She said he's not aggressive. Right, but she hasn't gone out of her front door yet, so she doesn't actually know whether he's aggressive or not. Okay, guys, there's one way to test this, and you're both going to love it because it's what you would have suggested. Dangling Stripey from a rope. I dangle Stripey from a rope and hold him just above (laughs) and see if he reaches up like he's trying to grab him and eat him. What does he do? He kind of reaches one hand upwards towards Stripey. As Stripey gets closer, you see he's starting to flex his fingers trying to grab something. Okay, does he like hiss or growl like he's hungry? Is he like... (sighs) He has kind of a soft moaning still. But it's like... uh... And so this moaning is less aggressive than the other zombies that we've seen? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Because I don't think this is panning out. Well, if he was if he was full zombie, he would have used both hands, Shaba. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think I, I got a great I got an even better idea. Okay, I pull Stripey up. Let's tie his hands together, tie his legs together, drag him with us back to Nanept. You know what? If they can't do anything for him, we dispose of him. But maybe there is something that can still be done for him. And I'm telling you, I think he's special. I think there's something about him that might help us with this virus, this plague. So clearly dragging a highly infected plague zombie into a populated city is the best way to go. No, no, no. We'll tie him to a tree outside. Then we'll go to talk to the guild and see what they say. And then we'll be like, oh, yeah, we, we didn't actually drag an infected citizen with us. All the way back to town. <laughs> that we didn't actually do that. We're just hypothetically speaking, if we had someone that didn't turn, what could we do? It's all about how we pitch it. Aslo will be the one to do it because he's good <laughs> at that stuff. Wait, 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 guys, hold on. Hold on a second. Chaba, Tokus, haven't you guys seen The Walking Dead? All we do is cut off his arms and cut off his lower jaw, and then we can drag him around right. us on a rope, because he can't bite us, and he can't grab us, so we'll be fine. That is how that works. I think he's going to be part of this solution somehow. I have a feeling. You know what we need? We need one of those, uh, I think it's called a man catcher. It's like a pole with two claws on the end, mm-hmm. and they like retract around your neck. Yeah, we do. We need one of those. That's what we could use, but alas, we have none. We didn't uh, think quite that far ahead. <laughs> We can make one. We can use my tent poles to kind of, like, the three of us each take a pole and kind of, like, prod him away. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, try and keep keep his distance, and one of us goes around behind him, which would probably be me, and tries to restrain him. Uh, I don't know. This isn't sounding like the safest plane in the world. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think it is. I really don't think it's worth it. I really just want to shoot him through the head and put him out of his misery. Okay. Well, how about this? Let's get the blood sample... And if we can't get the blood sample safely and we have to kill him anyway, we kill him anyway. I think if we can restrain him, then there's no real difference mm-hmm. whether we take him back or not, right? It's the restraining him part that I don't like. Maybe we should think on it for a little bit. How about we just go back and get the stuff that we found analyzed, and then we'll figure out what to do with Jeremy, huh? Let's maybe just get Iris out of here. Mm-hmm. Get Iris out of here. Instead of worrying about taking this guy with us, why don't we find a building that we can lock him in, and that way... There's a chance he's still around if we need to come back. Yeah, is there? are there multiple rooms in this house that we're in? Well, it's got two floors, but downstairs, yeah, there's like a kitchen and a small separate bedroom area. I wonder if we could lure him inside and just kind of lock him in one of those rooms. Yeah, we just open the door. He'll come right in. Yeah, yeah. especially if he's hungry. Well, we have rope. We could just climb down the balcony. 
We'll use ourselves as live bait. It's brilliant, Shab. I can't go wrong. <laughs> so I run downstairs before we've like fully constructed the plan, and I open the door and say, "Come on, Jeremy, come on inside." <laughs> okay, all right. What happens? I run up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so you open the door and sprint back up the stairs. He staggers into the room. All right. As soon as he goes in through the door, I lower myself out the window, and then uh, presumably drop the rest of the way. Uh, take the rope. Uh, yeah, I'll take the rope. And do that. <laughs> Wait, you just left us. You only, only no, no. You that's left? the that's the idea. We all go out. That's the whole. And then plan. we shut the door behind him. Lure him in, and then we close the door. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Jump out the window. Yeah. Go around and close the door. Well, you were making it seem like you left without us, and then took the rope. <laughs> <laughs> I snatched the rope and I jumped. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting to get rid of you for like twenty something podcasts, <laughs> and I finally get to do it. <laughs> And you laugh in this, like, maniacal, halfling, evil laugh. <laughs> then you just jump out the window after me. Oh, oh right. dang it. All right, so we follow <laughs> We follow Aslan out the window. I will take, I'll untie the rope before I go down, put it over my shoulder, and then I'll, like, hang, and then just drop and take whatever damage I have to take. Then when I get to the bottom, or actually, I'll, I'll try to close the window some of the way, and then drop, and then we'll, we'll shut the door when we get down there. Alright, so you managed to extricate yourself from the building and close the door and window behind you. Should we put, like, a sign on the door that says, Live Zombie, Do Not Enter, you know, something like that? Yeah, dead inside. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good idea. We'll spray paint dead inside in red spray paint. Perfect. Don't worry, Jeremy. This is your new house. You live here now. Congratulations, I think. He's probably really hungry. Jeremy, there is a fridge. There's probably some (laughs) leftovers in there. (laughs) Probably some moldy pizza. Yeah, matter of fact, I'll go out into the the dead woods around and try to shoot like a little bird. And like throw it in the door. Alright, this area there were still some animals around here. Oh, okay. I'll try to go out and trap like a squirrel and then chuck it inside to him so he has a little something to munch on, a little snack. And then we'll go over and get Iris. Iris, we're we're back and we want to take you to safety. And we've detained the zombie, by the way. I was watching. I'm glad to see that you didn't just crush good old Judd. Wait, his name's Judd? Judd. Oh, Judd. Judd the Dud? He certainly is one. (laughs) Well, he never quite got along with my daughter, and she ended up marrying someone else, but they were close enough for a while. Yeah, so he was a Dud. Okay. (laughs) Judd the Dud. A.K.A. Limping Larry, a.K.A. Squirmy Jeremy. (laughs) Squirmy Jeremy. <laughs> the man of many names. He'll always be Squirmy Jeremy to me, because that was my favorite one. Did you uh, did you pick up our business card, by the way? Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, she steps on I it. used it to keep myself warm by throwing it into the fire. <laughs> I, I noticed it. Yes. <laughs> I noticed it, and it meant nothing to me. What did you think about the lettering? Yeah, how's the logo look? Was it a nice paper stock? Yeah, did you like the texture? You know, they say a good business card feels like money when you hand it to someone. Mm-hmm, right. Well, this feels like tanned animal hide because it's parchment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer uh, serif or sans serif fonts for the lettering? Like nice calligraphy. All right, team, let's, let's roll out. <laughs> All right, Autobots, let's do this. We're glad that we could save you. <laughs> let's uh, let's get on back to Nanept, back to the civilized world. 
you see that she has several large bags that she's mm. packed up. Oh my gosh, that's so much luggage. What do you even have in those bags, <laughs> lady? So my necessity is food, clothes, wow, bedding. Wow, okay, so if there's like a big pile of bags and like we've got some huge bags and there's like a little handbag on the side, I pick up the handbag and I'm like, all right, guys. Let's get this stuff out of here. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. Shabbat, Shabbat. This is where you need to... We're, we're the men in this situation. This is where we need to put our foot down. Listen, lady. We're not, we're not taking your whole house with us to Nanette. You will have to pick and choose the essentials, and then you'll get new things in your new city. You're going to love it there. I thought you were going to say, we're the men in this situation. We're supposed to carry all her luggage for her. Yeah, isn't that what gentlemen do? I didn't say... Maybe things are different di- in Rock Gnome territory, <laughs> but that's how we do it on the upside. Can we do something in between? Maybe she only takes the essentials. It sounds like some of that's not essential. I suppose I could do without my yellow yarn. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. We just we all just facepalm. Asla just hangs his head. Yeah, we facepalm <laughs> at the same time. Even Stripey does. So let's cut these bags in half, because chances are... Your stuff will still be here when you get back, and you can get someone to, like, help you come back and get it with, like, a cart so that you're not just, like, walking down the road. If you reunite with your family, then they can Mm. come back and help you get what you need. Or you can enjoy their things because you're family, so (laughs) their things are your things. (laughs) All right, I thought it might come to this. She... Moves a few of her big bags back inside and then picks up just one smaller one and one medium-large one. Says, just this will have to do, I suppose. You sure you can do without your festive holiday tea cozies? Well, I already had left those. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) I guess we'll have to drink tea like barbarians, but that's fine. Whatever. I can't believe you left those behind, but I guess we'll be all right. (laughs) All right. So now you've got her two bags plus your two big boxes of ingredients plus all of your own normal gear. Guys, we need a pack mule. Yeah. Or a pack of zombies. Oh, I've got it. We'll we'll tie this to Jeremy. Or, well, Job? What was his name again? Judd. 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 We're gonna we're gonna tie this all to Judd and have him drag it for us. Perhaps we could catch some wild zombies and yoke them together in such a way as to direct their steps without putting ourselves in danger. <laughs> like we could take one of my tent poles and just string them up along it, almost like with a, with their arms stretched out. When we could get like three zombies in a row. Can we look around town and see if there's like a cart, like a merchant's cart or some Ooh. sort of thing we could load up and push? That's a fine idea. Splendid idea. And some zombie steeds to pull it. (laughs) Like, they probably have all the normal accommodations, right? Like, if there was, like, a a stable, there's probably, like... This town was ordered evacuated quite a while back. So you look around, it looks like... Yeah, most of those sorts of things would have been taken already. Not even, like, a wheelbarrow or anything like that? We go to Aaron Carter's house the cart maker and see if he's got any wheels we can lash to a box to a wooden box <laughs> make ourselves like a little <laughs> mini cart with huge wheels <laughs> all right so if you spend a couple hours looking around town you can find some supplies to fashion yourself a makeshift cart we find like one cartwheel and we have to balance it the whole way it's like a unicycle <laughs> cart <laughs> 
And we make Tokus pedal the whole way. You, know, you, you take some some metal rings from the Coopers and some wooden spokes or dowels from somewhere else and wooden boxes and just put all of it together. All right. <laughs> the best card nice. ever. So we're making ourselves some sort of sweet go-kart. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you make yourself awesome. something that'll probably have to be repaired every night to right. ensure that it continues rolling. Heck yeah. That's how we roll. <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Tokus. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll rig us a super awesome AAA go-kart, and we'll even paint it. All right, with our logo on it and everything. Sweet. <laughs> the best dang cart this town has ever seen. <laughs> And we start pushing the cart, and then we leave the town. Home again, home again, jiggity jog. Oh, is Irene riding on the cart with the luggage? Iris. Iris. Is Iris <laughs> riding on the cart with the luggage? Because she's old, right? She probably I mean, is. She's been really affected by this curse, I imagine. She's older. Do we ask her how old she is? No. That is never <laughs> the right question to ask. She's doing her best to walk and keep up with you, but... You can tell that she's going to have a tough time. We should just put her on the cart. I'm not sure I feel comfortable sitting on that thing. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Neither do we. <laughs> it's like it could collapse. Oh, she's great. She's got it's got the latest suspension. Like I show that it's got like some makeshift springs and it'll totally be able to carry you, lady. You can sit right on top of that bag of yours. No, we'll have her ride on Chava's shoulders if she gets tired. That's fine. As we're traveling, I'll tell her like stories about the time I scored the winning Goal and goat ball. <laughs> At the time, I was the winning goal. I'm going to shoot you a glance. Shaba, you never told us that story. Why are you telling this strange lady all these sweet stories? I know. It's crazy. I, these are stories I haven't even told you guys. What makes her special? Well, because she, uh, she's refined and cultured, and you guys are just, you know yourselves. You know what you're like. She understands the finer points of goat ball. Yes, she does. She, <laughs> she's quite the goat ball expert myself, if I do say so. <laughs> Back in my day, I was a goat ball champion. <laughs> she knows all the strategies for goat ball. <laughs> you gotta just kick the goat in the right place and send it into the goal. No, no, the goat kicks the ball. Were these live goats that you played with, Shaba? <laughs> Dude, the rules of goat ball are a mystery even to many Goliath tribes. Every tribe has their own flavor of goat ball. Sometimes they involve catapults. Sometimes they involve live goats. Sometimes they're dead. It varies. It just it sometimes even changes with the season. Well, maybe they were live at the start of the game, Shaba. Did you ever think about that? Sometimes you get the shaman involved and they're dead at the start. But not later? Yes, but not not after the game. (laughs) (laughs) So you set out from Edelburn on your way towards the burnt-out village of Hamfax. I find Mortimer and give him a high-five as we pass through. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you would recognize Mortimer as you're trying to walk through. (laughs) I should have put a little, like, bow tie on him. (laughs) Well, crows can recognize people, but people aren't so good at recognizing crows. Okay, I go and stand in front of a flock of crows and hold out my arm and wait for him to fly to it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just stand there for like ten minutes as you guys walk past. (laughs) You're like, come on, Shava, it's it's time to go. Yeah, you're not going to get any crows flying to you. Oh, I've given up on telling Shava what to do. Shava does as Shava pleases. (laughs) (laughs) All right, have fun with that, Shava. We'll see you there. I lag behind you the rest of the day with my head hung because I thought Mortimer and I were best friends. 
Alright, well, as you reach Hamfax, Iris looks around and gives kind of a soft gasp. This is terrible. What happened here? You said it had burned down, but this is worse than I had expected. Oh yeah, it burned way down. It's super burned down. Like we're talking all the way down. Yeah, I have no idea how it happened. All I know is what a crow told me, which is, needless to say, not very much. (laughs) And yes, that is exactly what it sounds like. A crow told him. You're making me feel less secure about following you. <laughs> wow, you're so direct. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for your honesty. That's appreciated around here. That's a very blunt comment coming from you. Okay, well, trust me, you you should feel great about following us because we're awesome. Yeah, you should check out our reviews on Yelp. We've got five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us some time. You got to get to know us. We're a little quirky at times, but... Including an anonymous review from the King of Ormog himself. Now, they don't think that he left it, but I know he left that one. Anonymous, but you know who it's from. I know, because I know the King. We're, we're besties. I'm very surprised we've had people leave reviews at all, considering that we've only done two quests. <laughs> a satisfied customer is a satisfied customer. <laughs> That's right. No, wait, we've done three quests. <laughs> three and a half. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. Yeah, it only took us 30 episodes. You never reported back on the third quest. Yeah, we're about to. Oh, correct. Correct. <laughs> we still need to pick up our booty. That's true. We got a little sidetracked. If you count the quest where we scared off the cultist and alerted them to our presence, then that's a quest so, of sorts. Kind of more a failed quest, but... If you count the quest where we talk to a crow, that's kind of like another quest. Well, right, there's lots <laughs> I mean, of side quests. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like the escorting the old woman to safety side quest, mm, mm-hmm. which we're taking care of en route to our main quest. Should we really say that out loud, Shaba? Because she's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's being blunt. Why don't, why don't we? <laughs> yeah. Lady, you're nothing but a side quest to us, all right? (laughs) I think we're all well aware of our relationship here. Such hurtful young men you are. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get this lady to safety. Let's travel on, shall we? Let's leave this Kavaki forsaken place behind. So you journey on for the next day or two, and as you are uh, about to reach Letwick and you're camped for the night... During Aslo's watch, you hear a couple of dogs barking off in the distance. Oh no. Not those pieces of garbage again. I'm so sick of all this barking. Day and night. Barking. It's driving me insane. Are you awake right now? (laughs) No, I'm sleepwalking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sleep talking? Shaba, is it driving you crazy because it sounds more like than just barking to you now? With your newfound abilities? Yeah. It does, because I can tell more of what they're saying, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't like it. You're amazingly alert for a sleepwalker. I'm entirely self-aware while I'm sleepwalking. Wow. Except for anything that I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, how about this? I've got a cup of warm water. Just stick your finger inside, and uh, <laughs> we'll pee see my pants and fall asleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I pee my pants and fall asleep. <laughs> it worked. Success. Um... Okay, so obviously I just try to keep quiet and uh, keep an ear out if uh, they wander any closer. Iris starts to stir. She kind of wakes up as the barking continues. She says, what? What's out there? Don't worry about that. It's, it's not a big deal. It's just a two-headed dog. 
or multiple two-headed dogs. Two-headed dogs? Yeah, no, it's fine. They're meat eaters, and so... Uh, Thankfully, we're vegetarian. So we don't, we're not made of meat? <laughs> I didn't know that's how that worked. I'm no scientist, but... I'm made of metal, Aslo. They'd get a mouthful of chainmail if they tried to eat me. Oh, true, true. So I'm, I'm fine. You, you guys are the ones that are screwed. You're immune. Yeah, they're two-headed dogs, so like two dogs with heads, not like a dog with two heads. Like, so they're not, they're not from Sleepy Hollow. They have their heads on them. So don't worry, everything's safe and fine. <laughs> you sound so convincing. <laughs> Wait, am I awake or am I the one that's sleeping? I just sat bolt upright and said that and then fell back asleep. <laughs> Do we still have those dog treats? I think so. I baked up a fresh batch. Yeah. You, it might be okay, useful. you two are asleep. <laughs> We're having a conversation with each other in our sleep. Yeah, we, we lay the dog treats in a perimeter around the camp to draw them to us. <laughs> Wait, <no. laughs> Shabba, I done? thought that's what you guys wanted me to do. <laughs> you specifically instructed me to make a perimeter around the camp. You did that and didn't tell us, and that's why they're coming. <laughs> Yeah, after you walk around and do that, I walk behind you and pick them up and put them back in the bag. <laughs> I, except I thought I had told you, but it was really just me talking to myself in my sleep. So I could have sworn I had that conversation with you guys. Are you, are you sleepwalking and dropping these dog treats? <laughs> Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, for whatever reason, the dogs are close. I say, don't worry, my lady. We will protect you. Just go back to sleep. Leave the leave the dog fighting to us, the, the fighting dogs. Wait, hold on, I, that came out wrong. Leave leave the us fighting dogs to us. Leave the the petting the petting nice puppies to us. We'll take care of the petting. I don't know if I can go back to sleep. I I'll just sit here for a little while. Uh, so as you're waiting there for a couple minutes, hoping that they go away, you hear that the barks are getting closer. Uh, they sound perhaps a little bit different than what you're used to hearing. It still has that signature double bark, but it sounds like they're both wheezing a little bit as they bark. Mm. They're a little bit weaker than normal. Is this um, just one do- one dog or one pair of heads that I'm hearing, or does it sound like there's multiple dogs? You get two of them together, you got a barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> Judging from the timing and directions, you think there's probably at least two slightly apart from each other. Okay. Um, I will gently shake the other two awake. <laughs> what is it, Aslo? For the last time, I'm not sleep-talking to you anymore. I know keeping watch is boring, but I'm trying to get some shut-eye here. No, yeah, you, you didn't sleep-talk at all. Listen, I've oh, got, uh, okay. got, got these. We should arm ourselves, and I hand you each a little handful of, of dog treats. I say... <laughs> The death dogs, they're coming closer. Aslo, this is no time for snack time. This is sleep time. Focus. <laughs> you didn't hear my catchphrase? The death dogs, they're coming closer. <laughs> oh, these aren't for me. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> and I ready my weapon. I begin uh, attaching the dog treats to my arrows. <laughs> what? Shaba, I feel like this is not the first time I've said this today, but that's not how that works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, okay. See, there's two possible uses here. Either you can say, say, ah, and open wide, and then the dog will open its mouth expecting a treat, and you will shoot it through its <laughs> tail. Or you can, you can say, 
fetch and shoot the arrow really far and the dog will run after it because it's the treat. So so we've got some options here as far as how, how we want to do this tactically. And by dog treats, you really mean just some slightly dried meat that you found have accumulated on your travels? They're actually like baked in the shape of little bones with made of uh, <laughs> partridge and uh, rice and corn and different meals that we've scavenged. And I mixed them all together in a little bowl and baked them in a, in a tray. So let me get this straight. You spent all this effort on theoretical dog treats, and we've just been eating animals that you catch? Yeah. We've also been attracting the dogs to us by making dog treats. Why did, why did, we, why did you guys tell me you wanted me to make dog treats? That's the worst idea ever. <laughs> They're just coming closer. They're like, hmm, that smells good. Let's follow that scent. I should have spent all this time making dog repellent. I take out my bow. I slap on my shield and draw my rapier. <sighs> that didn't take long. What do dogs not like? Cats? Oh, we should have brought a herd of cats with us. <laughs> Screw these dog treats. Release the cats! <laughs> but what if the cats are like mutants as well? And then they have like a mutant battle of like two-headed, like two-headed dogs and three-headed cats just like... Well, then that would clearly be awesomer than just the dogs attacking us to get our treats. I mean, a battle of mutant dogs versus... Mutant cats. Oh, wait, Shaba, Shaba, I need you for a second. Can you lean down? I, okay. I can't. Re- I can't reach you from here. Are you Are you gonna slap me? I lean down anyway. No, no, no. I say turn turn your head. Okay. And I take off my my gauntlet and I reach into your ear and I take a clump of earwax and, <laughs> and I hand it to our friend and say, "Here, you can make uh, um, some uh, earplugs with this and you can sleep through the fight." <laughs> So it's just like it's just like a mound of uh, oh, giant God. wax, wow. just like yeah, it is giant wax, just a massive glob of earwax that I've pulled out of it's your ear. Absolutely revolting. I, <laughs> it, you know, if you just put it in your ears, you'll miss most of what's about to happen, and that'll be more revolting than the smell of this earwax. Mm. It's not He's the right. smell that's the problem. <laughs> it has like some curly Shaba hairs in there. Oh, like your right, hairs. Okay. <laughs> All right. okay. I slap it out of your hand. This is no time <laughs> yeah, for your wax to say it's, it's time to fight. Oh, this is a precious sample. Think about all the things I could do with this. I, I put it into a vial, one of my empty vials. <laughs> so now I have Shaba earwax in a vial. Oh, I, will, I will note that on my character sheet. Didn't you run out of vials? No. Yeah, we determined last time that you ran out oh, of yeah, vials. Oh, yeah, I did. I have a living vial called my ear canal, from which you can harvest it at any time. You didn't have to do it right now. Well, roughly once a day, but yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll wait to harvest again. So we stand around and keep turning and go, huh, huh, every time we think we hear a noise. And we just, all three of us just stand there doing that for like 10 minutes. Okay, well, you've been having this long conversation and arguing with each other. <laughs> the dogs are drawing closer. Guys, maybe we should spread out. I say, no, no, no. wait, wait. Shaba, Shaba, do you hear that? Listen to the sound they're making. And then I try to point out, you know, the fact that their barking is more, like, wheezy than last time. Hmm. Aren't those technically animals? Couldn't you, like, decipher what they're barking about? They are not. I I did look that up. Good idea, but yeah, I looked it up. They're not actual beasts. So it's a dialect you can't decipher? They're like aberrations or something. Something that I can't interface with. Monstrosity. Monstrosity, Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Shava, maybe you can make a, a some kind of check to to see what what's going on with those dogs. I could. I'll just roll this twenty-sided rock. <laughs> <laughs> And I got a natural 20 Ooh, on that 20-sided rock. I don't know what, what I just did, but it was a natural You did 20. it really well, whatever it was. Yeah. Hey, I'll call it a nature check. <laughs> okay. And listening carefully, you hear this coughing, wheezing. So it's like cough mixed with bark each time that they do it. And you can definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Fully work by Jay. I can't make a barking sound, so I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> we don't. Even, we don't even need a soundboard with Jay. Uh, all right. So they're they're sounding true. weird. Is what you're saying? They're sounding definitely weird. Um, not healthy in some way or other. Hmm. That's all we get for a twenty-three. <laughs> I don't know how much else you can really tell from the sound like that. Come on. What's the terrain like around us? Is it open ground? You said it was, we were outside Letwick, right? So it's like all plains. You said there are very few trees and we're outside yes. the village. So maybe there's like this huge forest fire going on like all around us. We didn't like notice. And that's why they're wheezing because they're breathing in the smoke. <laughs> yep, probably. The, the, or like a brush Those fire. forest fires will get you. Oh, yeah. You go camping and... I'm saying they sound sick, sickly in some way, not just, not coughing from smoke. All right, well, we should be able to see them coming from a distance. Probably. Do you have a fire going, or do you put it out at night? I don't remember what you did last time. I'm pretty sure we just build a fire. Yeah. We're not that worried about stuff. Okay. Especially if it's still early in the evening with Aslo keeping watch. So the three of you are positioned in front of the fire... Around the fire and around Iris as well. Yeah, Iris kind of gets close to the fire and somewhat behind the three of you. And you see, coming from the direction of the town out of the darkness, two death dogs. Much like many of the people you've encountered recently, these dogs also have their flesh beginning to rot mm. as they run forward for a fresh meal. Mm.